Welcome back to the Radiant Podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Chapman. And today I have my friend, Danielle Weave, joining me. She is the founder of Van's, Van City Business Babes and Business Babes Co. or Business Babes Collective in full. And so I'm so excited for you to join me, Danielle. Thank you so much, Kelsey. I'm so excited to be here. I've been listening to your podcast uh, now for the last month or so. So I'm so excited to be on here. Thanks for joining me. It's just so fun to get to chat with you. I've been following along with Business Babes Collective, and I loved hearing about Van City Business Babes. So I'd love for you to just start by sharing your story, letting our listeners in on who you are, what you're doing, your background, all that jazz. Yeah, for sure. So definitely um, my story, I'm sure, uh, you know, starts a little bit the same as most people. So I, um, I graduated university and I actually studied business and marketing. So I always knew I wanted to go into something to do with business, um, but I wasn't really sure what it was. I knew things that I liked, things that I didn't like. Um, so I just kind of started working and I kind of felt, I always fell in different jobs that I wasn't really being able to show my true potential. So I, I ended up feeling really frustrated in different jobs. Um, and so um, I sort of started looking elsewhere. And um, so I think during my first year out of university, I had started a um, uh, home-based business. And so that's what kind of propelled me to look into, you know, personal development. I started reading and listening to um, recordings. And um, I just kind of fell in love with with reading and like hearing people's inspiring stories, going to conferences, all that kind of stuff. Um, and at the same time, I started working with my mom and her business. So I kind of got to see sort of her start her business and kind of help her along the way. And I really enjoyed that as well. So um all that. And then in January of 2015, I decided that I wanted to start hosting these small little events to kind of get people together that also had their own businesses. So that's what started Van City Business Babes. And um, now I've been doing that for two and a half years. And we host one event per month, um, now two events per month, actually. And then just recently... Uh, we started a Business Babes Collective, which is kind of just expanding into hearing stories from women all across the world who are doing really inspiring, cool things. So that's kind of a short, like short story <laughs> of kind of how I started. Um, but yeah. Wow. So what does your Van City meetups look like? That's for, you know, in Vancouver. And are you doing that across other parts of Canada? What's your vision there? Yeah, so um, we do, so the um, the events themselves, so we have two events per month, like I said. Um, one event is a morning event, so we meet super early in the morning at 7.30, and um, we usually, that one is more workshop-based. So we have either a speaker come in who will kind of guide us through a workshop, um, usually to do with business, um, maybe goal-setting. Um, the next one we have is actually really exciting. It's um, an author who's coming in to share with us how to get published as an author. Um, so different things like that. And then the evening events are kind of more a little bit party style. So we'll have, um, you know, we'll have some vendors, we'll have food, we'll have a glass of wine, and then we'll also um, have a panel of entrepreneurs. So we'll have a specific topic usually, um, We've had blogger events, we've had mompreneur events, we've had um, branding events. And so, yeah, and then people just purchase tickets to these events. They come and they network and they have a good time and <laughs> hopefully learn some things. So yeah, it's about kind of like education and connection and collaboration mostly. Very cool. What has yeah. been your favorite part about facilitating these women coming together? Yeah, I mean... It's so rewarding. I think the biggest thing that I love is hearing from people that have made connections there or, for example, you know, hearing from someone that, you know, I met this girl at your event and now we're doing this, you know, collaboration photo shoot together or we are, you know, working on this project together um, or, you know, this person became my client and now I'm able to help her with, you know, 
this and that. And I just, I love hearing those stories because I think it's, um, I mean, like what I found too is that uh, I think a lot of people don't necessarily have that community of people when they're starting business on their own. They don't necessarily have a community that they can go to um, because either they're working from home or maybe they're working from a coffee shop. And so sometimes it can feel a little bit lonely. Yeah. <laughs> having people like, I don't know, to connect with that are going through the same thing, even if they don't end up doing any projects together, it's more like a support group. Totally. So. And I, I'll definitely say my friend Kate, um, who's also been on the podcast, calls it her biz bestie. Have you found like having a business best friend or a few of those has really kept you motivated and encouraged in the times that it is lonely? Yeah, I think, oh my goodness, I think that's so important to have people around you that support what you're doing. Um, because depending on what your family situation is or, you know, your, your close friends, um, sometimes you do have that support from them, but sometimes you don't. Uh, so I think it's so important to find people that do support you in what you're doing and believe in what you're doing and can just, you know, maybe on a bad day, you can, you know, message them, text them or call them and just say like, oh, I need some advice, you know? So, um, yeah, I just, um, I think it's so important to find those people and surround yourself with those people. And like, I'm all about surrounding yourself with positive, uplifting people and, you know, maybe limiting your time with negative people that are just, you know, going to bring you down. So. Absolutely. So would you say that has networking always like been something you're passionate about or has it been easy for you? Because for me, like you're the facilitator of a networking event, essentially. But for yeah. me, networking can be terrifying. And I've really had to grow into being able to do that with confidence. Have you always been confident in networking or have you been nervous leading these events? Yeah. So I think, oh my goodness. I, like I remember when I start, first started networking, when I started my home-based business and I was also working for my mom's business. So I, I was you know, going to networking events for that. And definitely I was always so nervous. And, um, especially because, you know, most of the networking events that I was going to, people were a lot older than I was. Um, you know, I just graduated university. So, you know, I, I was going to these meetings where people were, um, a lot more experienced in business. And, uh, so, but I think the biggest thing is I was really motivated to sort of get over that. And so I, you know, when I started networking, I decided that I was going to try to go to at least one networking event per week or once every two weeks. And so having that consistent um, networking event to go to or, you know, try out different ones, I think that really helped. And it definitely forced me to get over my... Um, insecurities when I was talking to people, but I definitely still get nervous for each event that I put on. I, I, I get nervous before for sure. And, um, I also get nervous if I go to other networking events, like if I'm not hosting an event and I go to a different event, I'm almost more nervous. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm not really like distracted by all the things that I have to do. It's, yeah, I do get nervous still. Me too. And I, I would say, and I'm sure I'm sure you could speak to this, when it comes to networking, like the only way out is through. Like just do it. It gets yeah. better with time and, and more and more practice. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think too, like um, what I, we just did a workshop, like a mini uh, morning workshop and I was hosting it. It was about like networking and collaborations. And uh, I was just talking about how, you know, we really need to focus on, you know, like if you're nervous going to a networking event, focus more on, you know, just getting to know that other person and um, really trying to see how you can add value to them um, instead of thinking like, oh, what's my pitch or what's my like, what am I going to say when they ask me what I do? Um, and instead of focusing so much on that, um, I think it's so much more important to focus on how can you get to know them and what you what can you do to help them. Absolutely. And I think I think like people can sense that and you're going to create such a more valuable connection when you're really just networking um for the sake of connection and not for the sake of getting something. 
Yeah, for sure. And I think too, like it also takes the pressure off. Like if you just go to a networking event and just think like, okay, I'm going to focus on really getting to know, you know, three people and seeing how I can add value. It takes the pressure off yourself. So, you know, like, okay, I don't have to be perfect in what I'm saying. I just have to ask a lot of really good questions, (laughs) have a few really good questions in your back pocket. And, um, yeah, and people love to talk about themselves, so it's it's nice. <laughs> it, <laughs> just ask them the questions, and yeah, it's true. So I love something you just said. Like you don't have to be perfect, whether it's with your words at a networking event or really just in your work. Have you struggled with perfectionism or had to work through letting go of being a perfectionist, or has that not ever been a struggle for you? For me. It was early on and I kind of got to a place where it's like, I will never release anything into the world if I tweak it to perfection forever. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Well, I think, oh my goodness, I think it's definitely been something that I have continually, I think it's, yeah, it's a constant thing that I'm just reminding myself of. Um, I think for sure when I started my business, it was like, I wanted to make everybody happy. I wanted everyone to, you know, be a part of, you know, this networking group that I was starting and that I wanted everyone to, to love the events and love me and what I was doing. And so I put, I put so much pressure on myself just to be perfect to everybody. And I think it's, it's not possible. (laughs) It's really not possible to have everybody all the time be happy with you and, and like you. So just to like, take that pressure off yourself. Um, and also when you are able to like, even just admit, um, to your audience or to people that you are not perfect and that you're still figuring things out, like people are drawn to that so much more than they're drawn to, you know, an idea that you're perfect. And I think an example of this, I, um, there's a group of us in my local city that have started, um, sharing on this blog and it's just to kind of, share about how we've struggled with insecurities or um, self-doubt or anxiety, all these different things. And I posted it um, on my Vanity Business Babes account. And um, so many people, like I think that post out of anyone that I had posted in the past, you know, a couple weeks got so much attention because people could relate to it. Um, And it was pretty much just saying, you know, social media isn't real life. (laughs) People are posting their highlights um, there and people are not perfect. People, people's behind the scenes are messy. Um, and so, yeah, that just got a lot of people reaching out to me or people commenting and just being like, thank you so much for the reminder. Cause everyone knows it, but you need the reminder. Yeah. (laughs) I think. And I think when you do have the platform and you do have the influence, like in that situation, people who are looking up, um, to you in that sphere are relieved to hear, you know, someone they view as an industry leader or um, a leader in their community say what maybe they're thinking, but don't realize that even someone they're admiring feels the same way. Yeah, totally. And like, I'll be the first to admit that, you know, for example, like social media, I love social media and, you know, Instagram, all this stuff. And I, I feel like I do have kind of a natural inclining to be, you know, to want to get to know and to want to learn. And that's how I've been able to grow my, um, grow my account. And, um, and then now just starting this new account, you know, um, it's only, you know, just over a couple months old and I've been able to connect with so many people, but, um, for example, you know, writing content or writing blog posts or all that stuff, um, you know, grammar is, not my, like, I'm not strong in grammar or, um, you know, spelling. And, you know, my husband always has to, um, you know, look at my posts and be like, ah, did you mean to say this? <laughs> and I'll reread it. I'll be like, oh my goodness. And like, even on my Instagram stories, you know, I'll post something and friends like, okay, this does not, you know, you need to delete it, repost it. Cause it's like totally wrong grammar. <laughs> so yeah, like that's, and I'm the first to admit that. And I think, I mean, hopefully people see that and they're, you know, obviously gracious and just 
you know, realize, oh, she's not perfect. Okay. And are just encouraged. So oh yeah, <laughs> I am. I'm like embarrassed for it because that's something that I'm constantly like, okay, I need to check over my work before I post it. <laughs> yeah. I, I am. I err on the side of just release it into the world. And I, yeah. I literally sometimes release things that really aren't perfect. And I go back and perfect them later <laughs> when someone yeah. brings it to my attention because you're juggling a thousand things in a day. You're doing the best you can. And if you sit on every little task until it's perfect, nothing's ever going to get done. So I also have released things into the world without perfect grammar. Um, my favorite thing lately is a website called Grammarly. You should look it up. Oh, yes. I do have that. But unfortunately, do you know if, is there an app for your phone? No, there's, I don't think okay. there is. Maybe they'll come out with one. Okay, well, then there's an app for my phone. I'll be like, I'll be good to go. It's a ga- It was a game changer. Yeah, my sometimes my Instagram captions are, I'm like, oh, I, I can't believe I did that. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. You, like, yeah, my Instagram <laughs> captions or my Instagram stories. I'm like, oh man, I need to start um, double and triple checking. <laughs> yeah. So you're in social in the social media world as well as you know me. What would you say um, you're seeing Instagram move in the direction of, especially with Instagram stories? Are you enjoying the Instagram stories? What would you have to speak to those who are listening who are trying to utilize Instagram for their business? Yeah. Oh my goodness. I think, um, Instagram has changed so much, like even in the past, you know, few months, and I think it'll continue to change for sure. And different algorithms, you know, I think some people get really scared about that. Um, but I think the main thing is that, um, content that's really engaging is going to go a lot further and you just really have to kind of like figure out and, you know, um, go back to the post that you've done and think like, okay, why didn't this get as much engagement as the other posts or, you know, which engagement or which posts are getting the most engagement and then maybe do more of that. But I think with like Instagram stories and Instagram live and all that stuff, um, you can so utilize it for your business and it can be so, uh, powerful. And, you know, something that I've been, uh, trying to do more of, um, is, you know, do more video Instagram stories and just kind of share a little bit more behind the scenes, um, sharing a little bit more authentically. And I started to share sometimes just like me without makeup, just, you know, talking on there. And, um, it's pretty intimidating, like at first, especially, but, um, it's really fun because I think you can connect with people in such a deeper way when you get to see behind the scenes and, um, for your business, when people can get to know you as a person and get to know what's going on behind the scenes of your business, they'll feel more connected to it and they'll be more likely to, you know, want to, you know, purchase what you have to offer. So I absolutely agree. And it is, it is crazy how hungry people are for authenticity. And even if it's a business and not your personal Instagram account, people want to see behind the scenes. They want to connect with you. Um, And I think Instagram stories is a really great place to do that. Yeah, for sure. And um, like I've even kind of, I've been sort of playing with uh, Instagram takeovers. I don't know if you've ever done something like that, but it's so much fun. I've had a couple of... um, people come on my Instagram stories and uh, take over and do like little business tips or uh, little things and introduce themselves and who they are. And it's been so fun. And like, they love to do it. And I love it because it brings value to my group. Um, And then we're kind of cross promoting that way. So I think there's so many opportunities. um, If you're willing to kind of like be outside the box and be creative and think of other ways where you can kind of grow. Um, yeah, there's so many opportunities. And I'm sure that Instagram will keep getting better and better with what they offer. Um, Because it seems like every month or so we have like an update um, with Instagram or stories or how how they're doing things. So it's exciting. Yeah, Instagram definitely knows how to evolve and to evolve fast. So to keep up can be a lot. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. It's pretty wild. So um, what... 
what has been your journey? You've launched multiple businesses and I know that you really like to share about authentic branding. How do you define that? Um, why is that important? And I'd just love for you to touch on that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely think that there's so many um, people in business that I think don't realize that people want to see more than just the product. So for example, like if someone has like, you know, um, a hair studio, you know, they want to see, they don't just want to see the end product of, you know, someone's beautiful hair on their page. Although yes, that's great to see that, but they want to see like that person. And so I always share with people, um, when I'm giving them advice for Instagram is that like your face needs to be there somewhere and it needs to be there like consistently so that people start to get to know who you are as a person and even sharing, you know, little tidbits about yourself that make you unique, even if it has nothing to do with your business. And I think people will connect with you on a deeper level and, and, um, be more interested in what you do when they know like little, um, I don't know, fun things about you. Um, you know, what kind of food you like or like what kind of TV shows you watch or like what book you're reading right now, or, you know, people want to know that and they are so much more likely to want to, um, you know, get involved with what you have to offer if they know who you are as a person rather than just what you do or just what your product is, because you can have an incredible product. Um, but if people don't feel connected to who you are, um, yeah, I think people are just leaving that and they have so much opportunity to, to grow their business that way. Yeah. I mean, because there, there is quite frequently, I don't know if that's proper grammar, but frequently I see like someone that I feel connected to because maybe I've been following them for a long time and I want their product because of who they are even mm -hmm. more than, you know, just, you know, wanting a product. I can go to the store and pick out a generic product if I really want to, you know, but because I have a connection to that person, I want their specific product. So I think that's, um, a really great way to reframe why you want to make your business a little more personal. Yeah, totally. And I have like, there's so many people that, you know, I think do this so well. Um, and, you know, I have an example of a friend of mine who has a jewelry business and she is doing so well and um, she does everything handmade. Um, her business is called Mint and Birch, if you want to check it out. Oh, and yeah. She has these personal, um, you know, she engraves different things on her necklaces and they're so beautiful, but she actually is so busy. Sometimes she'll close down her shop and, um, just be working on orders. And, um, and then, you know, she'll hop on her Instagram, Instagram stories and she'll say, Hey guys, like, I'm so sorry. I have to close up shop, but you know, um, I don't want to sacrifice the quality and like, I also need to spend time with my family. And like, she's just so open and honest and, you know, she does Instagram stories with her kids hanging off of her. And like, it's just, it's so real and she's so down to earth and like people love it. And specifically her Instagram has just blown up because people love hearing her story. They love seeing her journey. And um, yeah, like it's just, I, I think that's a perfect example of like, you know, something that's very much product-based and someone, you know, could get something similar somewhere else, but everyone wants, what she has because they love her as a person. That is really yeah. cool. And I, I love getting to see the behind the scenes of like, wow, like look at the thoughtfulness and the intention going behind and into the product that I am purchasing. Like I love knowing that if I were to purchase a bracelet or a necklace from her, like that is made with love and sacrifice in the middle of her everyday life. And it, yeah. you know, helps support the little kids you see in the Instagram stories. And I just think it's really neat. Yeah, totally. Uh, and it really allows you to invest and buy into other people's dreams, which really that just topic alone makes me come alive, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. And like, yeah, I think it's so cool. Like, I don't know, the main reason that I, you know, connected with you is because like I wanted to feature you on our, you know, Business Babes Collective page because I thought it was just so cool how you're, you know, um, creating this platform for people. And like, 
I don't know. I love hearing behind the scenes of, of what people are going through and with their business and stuff. And that's why, you know, your podcast was so exciting to me. Um, cause I had been listening to all these other women and their stories. And then it's like, after every one of your podcasts, I'm like, okay, I'm looking up that person on Instagram. I'm going to start following them and like, you know, seeing what they're doing and following along. So I'm so glad you should start a podcast too. Cause you're featuring some cool girls over on yeah, I know. business space about it. So maybe this will be the push I need. <laughs> yeah, you should do it. It's a blast. The highlight well, of my, have you as a guest, if I do do a podcast, you'll have to agree to be a guest. On my Gladly. Show. Yeah. That'd be a blast. I love podcasts. So tell us about, you know, Business Babes Collective. You had Vansity Babes. You touched on Business Babes Collective, but I'd love for you to share more what your long-term vision, how you plan to do that, you know, more on a global level. Yeah. So yeah, it was kind of just an idea that, well, I've had it for a, quite a while. Just I wanted to have some sort of a blog. Um, I don't currently have a blog for my um, events that I do locally. And I never really felt right to do a blog just for people in Vancouver, even though that would have been incredible because there's so many people here local that are awesome. Um, but I did want to kind of have um, it a little bit more open to people maybe outside of our city. And I also had people kind of reaching out to me um, and saying like, hey, like, I love what you're doing in Vancouver. Like, you know, I'm from this place and that place and, you know, all over the place. Right. And so I thought like, hey, this would be cool if I just created another platform where I could feature women doing awesome things from all around the world. So, um, you know, so far um, I featured you on our page. I've featured a couple other people. Um, uh, one of them has been from the Netherlands. Um, you know, one of them has been from um, Australia and just like a whole bunch of different places. And I just think it's really exciting and inspiring to see what people are doing around the world. And um, yeah, I don't know. It just, it, it makes me excited because I think that also with technology these days and the fact that we can connect, like you and me, we're not in the same city and we're connecting to do this podcast. Um, and, you know, I've done Skype calls and, and Zoom calls with people in the UK and Australia and all those places. And I just, there's something about it that I really love. <laughs> it's, um, it's, yeah, it's just really exciting for me. And so we're blog and we're going to have some free resources to start off, uh, just the blog and then some free, like, um, you know, little trainings or resources, a Facebook group, all that kind of stuff. And then we're going to kind of build from there. And, uh, yeah, there's, there's some things that we've talked about in the future, but None of them are really solidified. So, I mean, a podcast has been one of those things on my kind of dream list to do. So maybe that will be next. Girl, you can totally do it. I love your heart to share like the wins and the struggles because it really um, sheds light on like, and allows people to understand that they're not alone in their struggles because we all go through struggles and it's so easy to only highlight the best parts of life because you don't want to be a Debbie Downer all the time and just share all the, you know, negative sides for the sake of authenticity, but you do a great job of balance. And I, I would love for you to share on, you know, you do that really well with Business Babes Collective. And we talked about, you know, when we were emailing back and forth, um, things you would specifically like to share about. And one thing you mentioned was the ups and downs of entrepreneurship. So I'd love for you to kind of touch on that because that's part of your heart and part of like what is authentic and true to you and what you're passionate about talking about. So I'd love for you to kind of touch on that. Yeah, for sure. Well, I think if you are someone who's creative and doing things on your own, uh, there's definitely times where you you know, doubt yourself, doubt if you can make it happen or doubt if it's going to be sustainable or, you know, you doubt if it's something that people want. And, you know, it can be really scary putting yourself out there. I know I've kind of had to sort of get over the fact that, um, you know, in order to grow my business and in order to grow, you know, um, as a person, I need to put myself out there more and more. And it's exciting, but it's also super scary because you open yourself up to judgment and you open yourself up to people saying things about you. And 
um, you open yourself up to negativity. And so, you know, there's sometimes where, you know, it might not, not even be a big thing. It might be like one small comment that someone says to you that kind of just spirals into this self-doubt, you know, place. And, you know, like a big thing that I've realized and what I super appreciate about what you do is like, for me, it's been my faith that has like helped to carry me through that. And, um, I just knowing that, you know, my worth is not directly tied to my business. Um, you know, who I am as a person, uh, you know, my whole business could go away and, you know, God still loves me for who I am. And he's still, you know, um, yeah, I still have strengths and qualities about me that are not directly tied to my business. And so I think it can be really easy to think if my business is doing well, I'm doing well and, um, you know, everything's going well. And then if your business isn't going well, you know, your, your self-confidence can take a huge hit. And so I think just being really grounded in who you are as a person and, um, who you are in Christ, if you're a believer. And, um, I think that really can help you, um, move forward out of those dark times. Cause there are going to be dark times, but there's also going to be amazing and really rewarding times as well. You said that so well. What, would, what has been, um, maybe a resource or a like tangible way that you've really been able to lean into God? Like has a certain book been helpful for you? Obviously the Bible, but you know, has, mm-hmm. what has been like integral for you to like kind of learn that lesson? Um, I think, well, definitely. I mean, my church has been huge. Like, um, I go to a church here locally in Vancouver and, um, it's, they're all about community and just really, you know, being in community groups and I'm in a community group here as well. And I think, um, being in community is really important and, you know, I'm in community with my business, but at the same time, having something that's totally not related to your business and growing in ways that aren't directly, um, that directly have to do with your business. You know, like I am a huge, uh, fan of like everything to do with like podcasts and books and business books. Like I could go on a, a rant of like all of the amazing like books and audios that I love to listen to for business. Um, but I think you really also have to have a part of you that has nothing to do with business. And that's all to do about your relationship with your family and your relationship with God and your community. So I think, um, I'm trying to think of a specific book. I don't know if there's a specific book that I've read recently, um, but there's a devotional that my husband and I are going through right now. It's called The First 15 Minutes, I think. I'm not totally sure on the name of it, but it's been really good. We've been doing it every morning and um, has um, it's 15 minutes of your day. It has like a worship song and then a devotional and some verses and stuff. And I just, I don't know helps me to be grounded, I guess. (laughs) Girl, I mean, you're speaking my language. For me, I think I came to a huge realization after, you know, years of hustling. And I think it's so easy to so like uh, covertly let your business become your identity because we feel like we're doing impactful work, right? But I had to come to grips with like, wow, like what if I didn't do Radiant at all or any type of business that helped people's dreams come true? So, you know, both of my, you know, things really make me come alive because, you know, my personal business, I get to like work with entrepreneurs or visionaries or dreamers to make their ideas a reality. And then in Radiant, I get to empower women and both I feel like are impactful, purposeful work and, it became real, like I got to a point where I couldn't imagine life. It would. It felt like life had no purpose if I wasn't able to do those things. Um, mm-hmm. and, and laying those things down felt like an, a non-option. And so I recognized, for a while I didn't recognize it, but at first, or when I did recognize it, I kind of got to a place of like, wow, like, 
I so easily let this become my identity because if I cannot imagine life without doing these things, I mean, yeah, that's great. It, it shows you that you're living your dreams in one sense, but there's another sense that I really need to do the self-work of working on my identity and who God says I am and what he thinks of me without these things because God's purpose for my life is to be in his presence, not to accomplish all these things. And so, yeah, I'm a doer. I love making things happen and doing all the things, but I really, really had to learn the hard lesson of like, who am I without these things? And do I like myself without all the stuff? Because Mm -hmm. that's not a good place to arrive at, you know? No, it's so true. And I still, like, I still struggle with this. Like, you know, um, I don't even know, I don't know what podcast it was. It might even been on your podcast, but some, some podcast I was listening to was talking about like, you know, figuring out, you know, if everything went away, like you were saying, like, would you still be okay? Would you like be confident in who you are as a person? And like some days I'm like, oh yeah, of course. Like, you know, my business is not my entire identity, but then sometimes I'm like, oh, like all that work that I've done, like if it just like disappeared, like, I don't know if I'd be okay with it, you know? And, um, So I think we kind of just have to give ourselves a reality check that like everything, you know, here on earth is temporary. And um, also like what I've been trying to like really um, realize for myself is just that like, you know, I want to bring glory to God rather than just, you know, um, to myself. And so that's been really something that I've really tried to work on as well and just, um, just realizing too, like at the end of the day, like it gives me temporary joy for sure to do my business and what I'm doing and I'm passionate about it. But, um, you know, if my family life is a mess or like my spiritual life is a mess, then I'm not going to be a joyful person. And so those things are most important before anything else. So that's a constant, a constant struggle, I think. Oh, me too. Yeah. Cause I, I really like this year have really like the word legacy has really been on my heart. I've talked about it in some other episodes. And ultimately, like I love the legacy I'm leaving with like the business endeavors I have, but I also want to leave a legacy with my family and my friends. And if my businesses, although they're purposeful and although they do serve people, you often like read about ministers who did the same thing, who sacrificed their family for the people they were serving. And I don't want to do that. Even though I feel like my businesses are super purposeful and impactful and minister to primarily women across the world, I still, like, I would really be missing it if I put them above my family. And I think at times I've done that, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. And it, no, it's, it's okay. Yeah, like I said, it's a constant thing. <laughs> yeah, and it's a, it's definitely on, yeah. a battle. And I definitely am trying to prioritize that in marriage before I introduce like little ones to the picture because I really, you know, one day when I have, you know, kids, I really want them to know that even though like I love my work, it makes me come alive that, you know, my family is first. And I think that's how God designed it anyways. <laughs> and so- he didn't give you a dream or a vision to martyr your family for it. Yeah, absolutely. No, I totally agree. Yeah. So, okay. One thing that you're really passionate about that we kind of chatted about beforehand is you really like relationship building and collaborations. And you kind of mentioned that in like a takeover with Instagram. And obviously your businesses reflect that. Band City Babes, Business Babes Co. What put this value on collaborating and relationship building and how have you seen that impact your life? Yeah. um, Well, I think, I mean, the biggest thing is that I definitely could not be at the place in my businesses that I am now without collaborating, without working with other business owners. And so I just always encourage people that, you know, like to build a business, like you know, business is people, right? Like, you know, you need to constantly be building relationships with people and building friendships. And, you know, I think personally, you know, to help one another in business and to be like really good um, supporters of one another, like that comes from friendship. 
And so what I really love to talk about in at all my events and, you know, in everything that I post and all that stuff is about like thinking about, um, you know, building business relationships, like building friendships. Like it's exactly the same thing. It's getting to know each other. It's, you know, um, learning about who one another is, what their dreams are, um, what they want in their future, and then figuring out how you can help them. And, you know, in turn, they'll want to help you back. And, um, you know, coming from a practical standpoint, you know, if you do say, for example, a collaboration photo shoot or a collaboration where, you know, you're featuring them and they're featuring you on, you know, their profiles, like that is so impactful for your business just on a practical level. Um, but also like what I've realized, and I'm sure you've realized this from like your podcast and how you can feature other women. Like it feels so good to feature other people when they're doing amazing things. Like it makes you feel so awesome. I know you were telling me before we started the call, like your podcast is something that you look forward to every week. And like, that's the same thing with me. Like I love like featuring other people, whether it be speaking at one of my events or featuring them on my business babes collective page, or, you know, like it just feels so great when you're able to feature other people and help them in their business. And, um, I, in turn, like I would not be where I am today. Um, you know, in my local events, if I didn't have all of these amazing women collaborating with me. So it's, yeah, it's just, there's so many different ways that you can collaborate. And, um, I think the biggest thing that I try to encourage is that you need to have shared values. I think that's like one of the most important things is to share values with the person that you're collaborating with and kind of be on the same page that way. And then I think from there, you can kind of pretty much figure it all out after that. Totally agree. I love I don't it. Know if that makes sense. It totally, it totally does. And I, re- I just love what you have to say and you can see it so authentically shine through you that you mean what you say. And I I really, I think it's awesome. So if you um, had any advice for someone kind of launching their business or just starting out and how to get started, how to overcome fear, what to do first, like what would you have to share on that? Yeah, overcoming fear, just like with... Like just to do with anything pretty much? Yeah, or or with launching, you know, getting started. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will definitely the whole thing that we were talking about before, like knowing that you don't have to be perfect to get started is super, super important. Like just start because, you know, when I started doing my events with Band City Business Babes, like I didn't know what I was doing at all. I didn't have really any experience in doing it. Um, and even like things like, you know, my Instagram page, I haven't really deleted much from when I started, but it looks completely different than it does now. And, um, you know, the things that I posted about then, I probably wouldn't post about now, but it's grown and it's evolved. And I'm proud of that. Like, you know, um, I've learned so much over the past two and a half years. Uh, but if I would have waited until I thought that I had enough experience to launch this networking organization, like I never would have done it ever. So even if you just you know, like just start doing it because if you find out, you know, a couple months later that you're not super passionate about anymore, you can always stop. Like there's no one saying that you have to continue doing it for the rest of your life. Um, so just start and, you know, um, follow. Yeah. It sounds kind of cheesy, but follow your passion and, um, do it while you're excited rather than, you know, waiting until that, you know, everything. Absolutely. No, I, to- I totally agree because I, I, I think it's easy um, if you haven't started yet to look at people who have launched something and it looks successful um, to say, yeah, but like they had it all together. Like they knew what they were doing. And mm-hmm. honestly, like whether you're thinking that about us or whether, you know, Danielle and I are thinking that about someone who's two steps ahead of us, we all think it and we all look at someone who, you know, every industry, there's always someone a few steps ahead of you. And then when you get a few steps ahead, 
there's still someone who's a few more steps ahead of you there. And so it's always going to be there. There's always going to be someone in your field that you feel is way more of an expert than you are and you're not qualified. And that is what we call imposter syndrome. And we really all struggle with it. We all feel unequipped to get started. Um, And it's really like pushing through that and doing it anyways. And, yeah. and the more the more success you see in doing it anyways, the you know, and the faithfulness of God when he's called you to something, he's not gonna let you just fall on your face. Um, and so mm-hmm. when, you, when you see that and you're able to look back at testimonies of him providing when he asked you to make a leap of faith, like, you know, it really, you really have like trust for the next step as well. And it, I hope that makes sense, you know? <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. No, I totally agree. So it sounds like you love podcasts and I would love for you to share some of your favorites. I love asking people their favorite resources. So for you, we'll just start with podcasts. Okay. Yeah, no, I definitely love podcasts and um, obviously I love yours. Hey, thanks girl. I really do. Um, And then um, other podcasts that I've been listening to lately is... um, the Gold Digger podcast by Jenna Kutcher, um, which I love. Uh, she's just really authentic in what she shares on her podcast. And um, yeah, I just I just love her stuff. And she gives really good business tips as well. Totally. Um, and there's also a couple podcasts. Um, there's a social media marketing podcast, which I, I kind of, I'll listen to it when I'm really wanting like the facts. Yeah. <laughs> really wanting to like learn more about something specific, like Instagram stories or, um, you know, whatever it is about social media, I'll listen to that one. Um, and then I like another podcast called She Did It Her Way podcast. Um, lots of like female <laughs> podcasts, which are like really inspirational to me. Yeah. Yeah, I have a lot more, but like those are like main ones that I'm listening to right now. Okay, I'm going to start with uh, She Did It Her Way because I've I, I've listened to every episode of Jenna Kutcher's. She is awesome. And um, yeah, I'd really like to listen to She Did It Her Way. I'm always looking for a new good one. So I... Yeah, I, yeah no, I, I go through kind of like phases of like listening to different ones, but those are my... I do too. I go through phases. I love to be able to binge on the same one. So it's kind of yeah. sad when you run out and have to wait. Week to, it's like a TV show. I'd rather watch the TV show all at once than have to wait every week. It's so true. Um, any other books or resources you'd like to share about that, you know, our res- listeners might really enjoy? Yeah. Um, so right now I'm reading a book called Find Your Extraordinary. Um, it's by Jessica Heron, who's the founder of Stella and Dot. And, um, so she, she also has a couple other companies, I believe. But, um, anyways, I, I watched her speak at a conference that I was, that I went to just locally here in Vancouver. And she was so awesome, like so inspirational and like super, like very direct to the point, like just kind of a powerhouse. So I bought her book (laughs) and I got her to sign it and I'm reading that right now, which is really good. And then um, one of my favorites, which I constantly kind of go back to is called The Compound Effect. Have you ever heard of it? Oh, yes, girl. I have read it. Yeah, Yeah, it's so good. Um, And I just, I've read it twice now, I think. Um, I do really like reading, but I find that Sometimes I'll like read half a book and then like leave it (laughs) and like go to the next. And sometimes I get distracted. So I'm trying to be better at like actually finishing a full book before I move on. Yep. (laughs) But yeah. At girl. (laughs) Yes. The compound effect. And just like, you know, for those who haven't even heard of it, it's really just about small habits, making big Mm -hmm. impacts on your life. Oh, it is really, really good. Yeah. And uh, by the way, I'm actually crazy. This is a crazy coincidence, but tomorrow, um, my friend got me into a Darren Hardy event, which is like insane. So I'm going to Whistler in, um, tomorrow night and, or sorry, tomorrow in the morning. And it's a two day conference with Darren Hardy. So, oh, so fun. Yeah. I'm super excited about it. So I don't know how I got in there, but (laughs) 
Get it, girl. That is awesome. Well, before you go, I would love for you to share with our listeners like where they can find you. Where the, If they're in Canada, they should go to Van City Babes. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So um, my personal Instagram, which has a link to all my other Instagrams, is um, Danny Living Life. So that's my personal Instagram. And then I have Van City Business Babes and then Business Babes Co., which is my Business Babes Collective one. That's the Instagram that I'm kind of working on. It's sort of my passion project right now, which is featuring women from all around the world. So stay tuned because hopefully our blog will um, be launching in June or early July. So um, yeah, that's where everyone can find me. (laughs) Wow. Well, I am so excited. We'll definitely link that up in the show notes. And I'm so glad you joined me today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be on here. And uh, yeah, you're doing awesome things. So thanks so much for what you do. I so enjoyed chatting with Danielle today. I love what she's doing over at Business Babes Co. She really lives out women cheerleading on other women, women celebrating other women. And I love that I've gotten to meet her. I love that we got to have a conversation that you guys get to be a part of. And I'm just so encouraged and inspired by her. You can find all of her websites and social media outlets linked up in the show notes, as well as ours, Radiant Collective. If you're looking to get involved at Radiant Collective, we would love for you to join us at our city meetups. We're meeting up across the nation and soon to be across the world. If you don't see a city near you, you can host one. We really look forward to facilitating friendship, community, and connection amongst women. We know what it's like to um, move to another city, graduate college, whatever, and feel like, oh my goodness, where's my community? So we know what that's like. We'd love to facilitate that for you guys to join us and really just sit and chat over a cup of coffee once a month and build friendship in cities across the nation. So if you love the the music from this episode, you can find it on iTunes by Kayla and it was produced by Christian Sager. Until next week, guys. Professional painters know waiting between coats for trim, doors and cabinets to dry is time out of your day and money out of your pocket. Bare Premium Cabinet and Trim Enamel from The Home Depot lets you finish faster. With excellent flow and leveling, it dries to the touch in one hour. And less dry time means less downtime. Bare Premium Cabinet and Trim Enamel, just $39.98 a gallon. And that's before the Pro Extra discount, only at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Available in-store and online. It's not every day you have to replace a water heater, more like every 10 years. The Home Depot can help with a wide selection of the latest models from Rheem and a helpful online water heater buying guide to help make choosing the right Rheem easy. From gas to electric, tankless, even smart models that can spot a leak before it happens. Water heaters have come a long way. You don't have to. Go to homedepot.com to find the latest Rheem water heaters and helpful answers and advice from our water heater buying guide. Only from The Home Depot. How doers get more done.